That would have been good to know sooner. 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 What? Would have been good to know sooner. Sooner. We would have been good to know sooner. Welcome back to the Harm Slayer Podcast. I'm Jordan. I'm Chris. And today we're going to be answering a question that the ether has asked us. And by the ether, I mean we wrote it down and we asked ourselves, <laughs> what influences us? What creative things have we watched over the years that has molded our minds to how we create uh, any of our original shorts or... Yeah, why, why are we so weird? That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> like, what, what, uh, what has led to how we became who we are? Yeah, because we were both around for, like, the dawn of the internet. Barely. Pretty much. And... At least the mainstream internet, mm-hmm. you know, like, the widely accessible. When we got cell phones, there was no internet on cell phones. Yeah, and there is a time when we got cell phones. Because yeah. we didn't have them before that. We were, like, mid-teens. So, we're, like, 15, 16. Some people would say, we're not qualified to talk about this, but... Those people would be right. <laughs> and they can just <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we want to talk about, like, what kind of stuff did we watch as kids, mm-hmm. but not just cartoons and movies, but specifically internet stuff. What yes. kind of shows did we watch? What kind of, like, YouTubers did we follow? What kind of videos did we watch before YouTubers right. was and a where, term? Where did we go for yeah. those videos? Cause How have we just been sitting here spinning our wheels for... For 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. What do you think about this? Movies that we you saw too young, but not really. Like, probably shouldn't have watched that as young as you did, but you did, and it ended up having a, a mostly positive effect. Oh, like it wasn't meant for me? Or yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch it? I would say that something your parents let you watch. Something that my parents let me watch. Mm-hmm. I think Jurassic Park came out in 1993 or something. And I was born in 92, and I was watching that. That's one of my earliest memories is watching Jurassic Park. And, and you were allowed to? I was allowed to. That's a bloody movie. It is. It's a bloody, violent um, movie. Let's see. So, like, a movie that I watched that had an impact on me that I wasn't necessarily supposed... Or that was I was too young for, mm-hmm. but it did affect me. My parents are such nerds. I don't know. Um, my family loves... A lot of sci-fi. I was just going to say Back to the Future. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. My family watched Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 all the time. And those did have an impact on me. Huh. Because I have always been interested with time travel. <laughs> yeah. And I always was interested in trying to, like, understand how the past affects the, f- the present and the present affects the future mm-hmm. and how the future can affect the past. Hold on, wait, can I, I interrupt this for a second? Have you seen Looper? No. Okay. That's got to go on, on one of our discussions at some point because the way they play with time travel is pretty controversial. A lot of people oh, are like, yeah. it's, it's, oh, a Ryan, well, lot, well, it's a Ryan Johnson Let me film. just say, Back to the Future does not handle it very well. Right. Like, it, it doesn't, there's all kinds of loops. 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 In it. Um, and I haven't seen Looper, so that's, okay, I'll watch okay. Looper and I'll come back here. And yeah. I'll let you know what I think of the time travel. Yeah. I'm a pro. Yeah. Oh, an, ex- <laughs> an expert, an authority. Yeah. Authority. I would, <laughs> yeah. I would love to, because I'll, I'll reserve my opinions on the movie until you see it. 
It's Ryan Johnson. I've keep, heard of him. <laughs> keep that in mind. Yeah. So uh, that was one that yeah. influenced me Back to of how I am now because I love sci-fi and I talk about sci-fi stuff all the time. Right. And I was like a baby when I watched those things. So. Okay. I've okay. I've never am seen. Am I supposed to name more than one movie? You can like, if you want. But whatever. I was just thinking, I've never seen Back to the Future. I've seen snippets. I've seen like we've got homework to do. I know. <laughs> I've Although seen mine is at least within the decade. Yeah, I should have. By all rights, I should have seen Back to the Future. It's iconic. You know, it's like a staple of of pop culture, and I never saw it. And I really, I'd love to see it, but I just I've seen pieces on TV. I've seen scenes, seen parts. And I loved what I saw, but I just, I, my parents had nothing against it. We just bum, never really. Yeah, I know the soundtrack, Alan uh-huh. Silvestri. So, uh, yeah, that that's a good answer. Back to the Future. I would guess. I remember Is one time I. Explicit in there? It seems, yeah, it I seems mean, family friendly. He kisses his mom at one point. He mm. doesn't know it's, she doesn't know that he's. She's his mom. Oh, he kisses his in mom. The, he's in the back in the past. She kisses him, I guess. Ew. Or maybe, maybe it's just implied that she has she has the hots for him. Those uh, are some themes. That, see, I was not old enough for that. You probably couldn't write. Like, Ooh, gross. So back I remember one time I was behind the couch and I was just a kid. My family and some of my extended family was over and they're watching a scary movie. <laughs> and I found out later that it was Child's Play. The original with Chucky. I don't. Is even, that called Child's Play, or is that I've just the latest one? Never seen it. It's the one with the haunted, demented doll that kills people with knives. Uh, that messed me up for a little bit. Never. Because we it. had a buddy doll. Oh, my, my buddy, buddy and me. And I, hate I was so convinced that he was going to kill me. Yeah. With dead eyes, he was just looking at He's me evil. all the time. I just Somewhere? yeah I just threw it on there because like I saw Jurassic Park oh yeah and um, that had a big impact on me uh, I saw uh, I think I saw Saving Private Ryan a little too young oh and <laughs> I was like I was like seven or eight years old what I was pretty young you were seven or eight years old when you saw well, a guy now, holding his intestines yeah, screaming for his mother I saw it okay on the beaches of Normandy <laughs> we were all out at uh, my grandparents and all of my uncles were watching it and my older cousins were watching it and I just kind of wandered in I don't think they were really too aware that I was watching it they, they had ordered it on paper like had to pee or paper something view. and you're like mom I have to oh god <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just drawn in by the sound of gunfire and you know I was like hey a yeah, war movie wasn't? I was like yeah. that's it's a war movie sounds like so, there's a war going on in yeah there. I like war I like fighting so I went in there <laughs> and it was just like I was, it was the D Day scene and I was just like oh my gosh so I watched the entire D Day scene and uh, it was kind of scarring but I think like I say I say these movies that I saw too young but not really because it's like yeah maybe I was too young but. I, I think they had a more of a positive impact than anything. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of triggered my my desire for these deeper stories, or I don't know, like realism. Yeah, in a in a story. Yeah, I was kicking away all that kitty sure. crap. I was just like, mm, show me, yeah. show me the money. <laughs> well, I feel like both of us kind of got into like the deeper subtexts and meanings and stories of movies and shows at a young age because that, uh-huh. and I think a lot of people and in our field do that like mm. before they get to being a media professional person they 
Like you, you automatically have like a special mm-hmm. appreciation for stories. That's true. It's kind um, of just a natural inclination. Yeah. What about so, a movie that scared you? Mm. No, no, I mean like a movie that was meant for kids. And don't we can't we can't spend too much time on this because this could be a lot a bigger discussion. But a movie you saw meant for kids that scared me, that scarred you. We're back. <laughs> Don Bluth. It's a Don Bluth film with these dinosaurs that were all happy no. and fine. But something was off about them, and then towards Everything the end, they off. get reverted back to their like prehistoric minds. <laughs> and they, yeah, we could do a whole episode. I on know that. we That's could. That's a scary movie. Yeah. What about you? I'll just. It's also a Don Bluth film. All dogs go to heaven. Also terrifying. It's a horrifying film, and it's just it's just so uncomfortable from start to finish. Ugh. I feel like. We wanted to answer the question, what influences us? And we went immediately to all the negative stuff. Yeah, we got to get it out of the way. <laughs> but I'll never, I'll never, it like was burned into my brain. It still is whenever the one, one of the bad dogs gets like dragged to hell in one of the last scenes. Yeah, he's you, gotta like, teach, you gotta teach kids what happens. I know, he's like the earth opens up and these demons come out and they drag this dog screaming and pleading to hell. Wow. That's not scary, man. Come on. It's no. pretty, it was pretty horrifying. All right. Well, let's get back. Let's, get let's circle back stuff. to the internet, shall we? So the birth of the internet as we know the it. Birth. To me, the internet was like, I was like eight years old when I mm-hmm. first started thinking about the internet. Yep. Because I moved to St. Peter's then. And this is before I even, this is like right before I met you. I probably met you when I was like, just turned eight and my family got a computer we had this old computer i lived in south county and it was crappy and no one used it mm. but we got a new dell and like hey you know with a tube screen it's like this big and it had windows me on it and it was like emmy state of the art or maybe 97 i don't know and the internet to me was this magical thing that allowed you to not have to go to the library but i knew that the library also had computers because my brother and I went there and we spent like an entire afternoon because the internet connection was so slow on the computer at the library <laughs> signing up for a Nintendo Power magazine subscription, <laughs> which has since been discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Power. And I thought it was Nerds. the most magical thing because I was like, well, if I want a subscription to a magazine with cool pictures and insider info on video games, I have to like fill it out on paper and mail it yep. in and then yep. eventually it'll show up in the magical <laughs> yeah. mail system. This was like magic. You typed it in on a screen and then just hit enter and it was like, ding, you're done. Because I didn't know anything about like, oh, I got to put in my address and it wasn't my, I mean, it was my parents' address. It took like two years to load a single page. But, mm-hmm. but we got it. <laughs> you got it. Nintendo Power showed up at our door and I was like, oh yeah, we were at the library that one time. It wasn't until we upgraded from like Windows 97 to Windows ME mm-hmm. and my brother started explaining to me how like the internet works and he was like, you can find pictures of things. That sounds really bad. You could find like <laughs> photos uh. of like animals <laughs> and like yeah. screenshots from video games and like from the dawn of the internet for what I early as I can remember, people are already uploading like, like let's recorded plays. gameplay yeah. and my brother figured out a way to hook up our straight-to-VHS camera that my family rented to the TV, and he would play, like, the original Mega Man Mm -hmm. and record what was ever on the screen so that it was recorded to a tape that we then... He then converted into digital format and put on the computer. And I swear he somehow figured out how to edit 
this stuff. And my brother is a very smart, like, computer uh-huh. genius. Yeah. But he's not necessarily, like, a media individual. He mm. just loves to figure out how things work. Right. And all I knew was that he could upload it, and then people would talk about it. And I wasn't <laughs> allowed to read what people said because people are vulgar, and I was a kid. Right. And I remember I got more and more into it. And I guess we could, like, like when did your family get a computer? You guys got a computer. Probably somewhere around 97. Yeah. 1996 maybe and i feel like i was probably i was playing games on there like like pinball and stuff oh yeah and even pinball had an online like scoreboard ski free yeah and minesweeper (laughs) and stuff right and was like this magical jewel like the family computer in the magical family room and if you want to do stuff with your brother like you have to tell everyone it has to be like an announcement to the household because Uh, nobody could use the phone while you were on the internet. Oh. So it was like, okay, I'm going to be on the internet from this time to this time. If anyone calls, it's got to go to voicemail because oh. I'm playing pinball, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't even require an internet connection. Still stay off the phone. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. We, my understanding of the internet from the beginning was very influenced by PBS. Back in the day, I don't know if it's still like this. I haven't watched PBS in a long time. But on on PBS, they would always encourage you in between the shows, or even in the shows, mm-hmm. they'll tell you about a website specific to that show or specific to PBS, and they'd be like, go online to PBS.com for more information. And blah, with blah, your blah, parents' blah. permission. Yeah, with your parents' permission. You know, it, like, it was all very innocent and very, mm-hmm. I don't know, very... We didn't, I didn't realize the full scope. I did not understand the potential of the internet when I was young. I was like, oh... It's just like a digital book. It's just digital books. Yeah. And <laughs> don't need to go to the library yeah. anymore. Exactly. I don't believe that, by the way, right. anymore. Hey, hey, side note, Zabumafu's website is still up. Wow. The lemur? Yeah. It's still up and it looks like garbage. Really good. Oh, it looks straight out in 1995. It's awesome. amazing. Anyway, I did not have a very good understanding of the internet. The, the first time I really understood it, I think, was probably my brother looking up cheat codes for the spider-man game <laughs> we had we had uh, one for of the, the playstation playstation one yeah we had a spider-man game and he looked up <clears> cheat codes <throat> and he started looking up cheat codes for other stuff too and we just and we'd look Heck up cheat yeah. codes for um that was my brother and i's language yeah man. for we had game genies we had of, game sharks we oh had, yeah we age, of, age of empires that was always fun. we played a lot of those yeah we'd uh have hippos purple hippos that would rain down deathly oh my gosh people man that that's another episode. Let's get into <laughs> let's get into our actual influences, stuff that we can name from the internet. Now, keep in mind, this is the age of the internet when YouTube was not the place to go to for videos. In my opinion, it was clunky. Yeah, it was chunky. It was punky. It was, and it was all bunky. It was slimy. I didn't sticky. Gross. Which now I've learned to like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. just for nostalgia's sake, was like. People doing stupid stuff. And I'm not yeah. talking about like fails or like AFV no, things. Yeah. It was like people like sitting at their... It was it was like what we're doing right now. No one wants to watch that. A little bit. A little, it was quite a bit of that. But No, man. The place to go was Flash websites. Flash animation websites. Uh, Flash yeah. isn't even a program that people use anymore. They use like... Is Illustrator, it used anywhere? Use like, it's, I'm sure it's used. And like it's used in the background. 
like to run things as a process and huh. I'm butchering this for people that know more about computers than me. It's not a program that you open up and you edit hmm. and, and create like an animation, like Adobe flash animator. Remember how that was like, like, Oh my gosh, if I had flash animator, the, oh, yeah. ama- the cartoons I would make would be right. incredible. Mm-hmm. But it actually was like super hard just to make a stick figure walk across the screen in that program. I never even tried because it was not super intuitive. And also it took a know how that we did not have at that age. Right. But anyway, Flash Sites was a place to Flash. go. Places like funnyjunk.com <laughs> and albinoblacksheep.com where we would just watch these random cartoons that people stuck together. It was easily Stuff like 75, final... 75% crap. Like, mm-hmm. not funny, but not watchable. up. Yeah, we laughed it up like hungry dogs. Because we would dig through all the crab and find... Give me that flash. <laughs> well, we'd find we'd find stuff that we thought was funny, and that's what we'd share, and then we'd like make playlists. And, via email. Yeah, via email. Mm-hmm. Or AIM. And then get together and... AOL Instant Messenger. Watch it together. send links to each other. Oh my gosh. And like, you AOL. know, we'd send like Steven and Crato. I and, am me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, can you AIM me? You want to get on AIM tonight? Let's Remember? get on AIM. We'd be like, you want to get on AIM tonight? And then we'd call each other on the house phone and yep. be on the phone while we're on AIM. Kids these days Messaging each other. Like idiots. Like, what the heck? <laughs> you Texting like, you from the computer the while sounds. I can hear your voice on the phone. That was so dumb. And we'd be like, oh, look, Steven just got on because let's why? Make a, let's make a chat room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sven Krajagoat. That's not... <laughs> yeah, his name was Sven Krajagoat. My name was Fleet of Babies. I don't even know. Mine was Gerhinder was that it? It really was. Oh my Ger- gosh, you're right. I thought Ger- you were Bloody Leg the Pirate. You uh, were Ger- I probably changed it to Bloody Leg at some point. Pirates were cool, man. Where there was a phase. Pirates are still cool. Yeah, they're still cool. They're They'll always ruined. be cool. They've been ruined by yeah, a lot of people. You know who you are. We would send these videos to each other. Videos like The Ultimate Showdown. Oh yeah. We had every word memorized. I'm in an airplane. <laughs> um, weird, like Weird Al music oh, videos would be Al on music there. videos, yeah. Because he got really into Flash animation stuff. It was actually him, I'm pretty yeah. sure, doing that yeah. stuff. You can Not check anime, it. on Maybe YouTube. he wasn't doing it, but like his people were. It's on, it's on YouTube. His Vivo account, like whatever, like sanctioned, mm-hmm. it's verified. And yeah. it's that stupid, like, now, waiting in the drive-thru. Yeah, so like these Flash animation <laughs> videos were like cartoons, but... They're like the home videos of cartoons. And for yeah. some reason, we loved them. We loved them. Ate them and up. Quoted them constantly. Forehead shave cut. The ki- <laughs> Yeah. The king of these was homestarrunner.com. Uh, made by the Brothers Chap. Oh my gosh. These guys. At least one or two listeners, which would be all of them, understand what our, like, our two listeners would understand. 1996? Holy crap. This website founded in 96. In Atlanta. So it's Mike Chapman and Craig Zobel. So funny. Still funny. Man. So these guys were geniuses. They took flash animation. And instead of just (laughs) uploading their videos to a hosting site, they made their own internet channel and world, which people Mm -hmm. do now all the time. Like, like, you know, like, uh, uh, Rhett and Link and Balloon Shop and like yeah. Julian Smith and all these people that we can get into, you know, people that we aspire to be. Let's put yeah. it that way. People that are better than us at this. Better than us. They did it first in Flash, and it was all in Flash, but it was clean, mm-hmm. and it was still like steps, several steps down from like a Cartoon Network show or right. something. But it was interactive. Not, yeah, it was interactive, mm-hmm. and they had their cartoons. They had strong bed emails. They had Halloween specials and right. holiday specials, Consistent and they characters. had characters. Like, miniseries in their own... Everything was original. Voices, soundtrack, 
sound effects, everything, and it created this whole new like, like, I don't know, universe inside mm-hmm. the internet that people could copy. That people did copy. Right. And you can still, still go to their copy. website and look at the old Flash version. It doesn't yeah. run very well. But um, they're, I think they're currently, at the time of this recording, they're they're uh, like remodeling it to be more accessible. Are they really? Oh, you're um, right. What's going on? It says right now, it says we're trying to... We're trying out, trying some, out some new, new stuff. stuff. Yeah. But all their stuff has been migrated to YouTube. It was the most incredible thing, like Trogdor, you Weird. know? Like... The dragon and oh, oh these guys door. shaped us into yes. who we are. So, homestarrunner.com. Deeply, we would quote it all the time. We would call each other on the phone. There's a new Strong Bad episode, and yeah. we watch the we watch a Strong Bad email well, together. We would talk like, to I, each other in his voice all the time. Holy crap! And like <laughs> that used to be cool to do. Now it's super annoying. Homestar10.com. <laughs> I'm Homestar. Homestar10. And this is the website. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. We would uh, watch the episode together. Nah. Yeah, be like, okay, press play. And it was so yeah. freaking man. funny. What's going on me, man? <laughs> so good. It's an arcade gauge. Trogdor comes in the night. So, so many. Oh, uh, it goes on. We can go on. That, that's we can so spend good. a whole episode on. See. 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 Isn't that Isn't the sound? It Eyeballs, eyeballs make. make. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk. Like those guys were kind of our heroes for a long yeah, time. Like if we, you guys are listening, brothers, chaps. Thank God you. God bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so we we would write so many emails. Yeah, we so wrote those, so many. Emails. We did. I wanted. I my life is still incomplete. So no thanks there, brothers, chaps. But they didn't. <laughs> that strong bed didn't respond to my emails because I, I thought I had some good ones. We collaborated. We wrote our own. We tr- we tried it all. Yeah. Didn't work. My brother and I did too. We're like, everyone get off the phone. My brother and I are going to write an email to Strong Bad, Strong which is a fictional character. Um, but they feel real. Yeah, they really so did feel real. That's that's, that's a big one. Yeah, they do feel real. That's a big it's, one that like influenced us in such a way that is indescribable. But they were so funny, and their comedic timing was so good, and they were so clever. You know, they're so smart, so stupid, so well in the best written. Because like they'd say stuff that was not. Words that weren't words, but it was, yeah. if you thought about it, you're like, I see how they got there. Yep. You know, it's exactly. just so, so clever and funny. And so that gave way to kind of, that was, in my opinion, like the apex and the downfall of like flash animation. Cause the then this age. other, this, uh, this new or this old site called YouTube, cause we're in the early 2000s now, um, was like getting more and more popularity. Mm-hmm. And I started actually like, finding videos like you know the keyboard cat and the kid, oh yeah that, that guy that sings the numa numa song or star wars kid or star wars kid and like other little fan all these videos i was like oh my gosh like these are kind of stupid and funny and for the best reasons people started kind of doing what homestar runner did but on youtube because youtube hmm. was like okay we can't just have a bunch of videos just piled on here because there's millions and billions of people posting things so people can have channels now like their profile on YouTube, oh, which is yeah. kind of an idea. Kind of like MySpace was kind of doing it, and Facebook was and getting they were started. In, they were a in competition later. with Google Video, yeah, that which was, was yeah. its own thing for a while. Yeah, and then they obviously Google bought YouTube, but yeah, Google was like, you know what, YouTube did it better, so <laughs> we own you now. Fine, here's all our videos. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you can Google Video. Side note: If you had an iPod Video or a Zoom, you could download 
direct download. It would say Zune or iPod, and you could download the video directly and put it in your iTunes and put it on your Zune. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing, <laughs> but YouTube didn't have that. Anyway. That's true. YouTube was not super versatile, but now not you can intuitive. make channels. And mm-hmm. I think this is before you could do playlists and stuff like that. But Yeah, I think so. But these groups started popping up, um, one of which we're super influenced by <laughs> was uh, Balloon Shop. Now, oh, baby. Now, for those, some people might know who that is. Some people might not. It consisted of Olin Rogers, Thomas Gore, and Joshua Parsley. These guys pioneered or kind of they're heavily influenced you can tell by like monty python mm-hmm. and by maybe um, some terry gilliam in there yeah some, maybe some adult swim specials like a little bit of monty, tim and eric monty python yeah maybe some yeah, tim and eric all that kind of stuff but they were they were in high Andy school Sandberg. when we were in middle school and then they were in early college when we were in high school mm-hmm. and their stuff was just catered to us and we already had all this influence of strong bad and homestar runner and Funny Junk and Albino yep. Black Sheep. And then it was like all mixed into the live action world of Balloon Shop. And you could tell they knew. They knew also that like this stuff was funny to someone somewhere. And they just went for it. It was it was almost like they knew we were watching. It was beautiful. It's almost like they knew what we wanted <laughs> to see. And we quoted them like crazy. Yeah. I think the first person to send me a video, the, fir- the way I found Balloon Shop, I think was Kyle Sneed. Oh I yeah, he Kyle. sent he sent me the snack pack video. Snack pack, snack pack. Did you eat my snack pack, Trent? <laughs> Trent, Did you eat my freaking snack pack. <laughs> Nothing in my snack pack. It was a yeah. Snack, we love those guys. But um, more than that was also a pack. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys are amazing, and they they went places. I mean, they have a ton of views. They have a ton of videos, yeah. and then they. I mean, to be quite honest, they all graduated college, and they, they were all in Nashville together, or Memphis, I think. Somewhere in Tennessee. And they, they moved away from each other, and it got harder to make videos, stuff that we totally understand. Yeah. I mean, you and I live Natural. in the same town, yeah. and we went to school together, and it's all of our classes still hard together. to make stuff. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, but these guys kind of broke up, but I don't know. I, I think their ringleader, probably for most of it, was Olin Rogers. Mm-hmm. He now is recognized more recognized for his own... His own YouTube page and channel, this is just Olin Rogers, but he also has the Soda Parlor mm-hmm. in Nashville, which is a, it's like a soda bar. Yeah. They have like so, all these different in-house made sodas on tap and then like ice cream specials and like right. these and like, like waffle ice cream sandwich things mm. and they has like a little arcade in there. Yeah. And He's got like a new a location out of this big, yeah, it's like a hangout spot. Yeah. And uh, have you been there? No. I've never been. I've, I've been always there wanted to go in Tennessee, and it was baller. I mean, was it like a pilgrimage? It was. <laughs> I felt like, like a pilgrimage. I did it. I arrived. I went there, and me and Isaac went there because we were in town working with Thomas Gore, actually from Balloon Shop, oh. on a video for Olin Rogers. I'll, we'll get to that, but mm-hmm. and it was pretty good. I'm not even a sweets person, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. And all the arcade games are free in right. there. Did you mention apparel yet? Uh, oh no! Yeah, he's got his own apparel line mm-hmm. in there, called a. Uh, it's called Star, Star Cadet Star now. Cadet. I don't think it was always called that. It was just called Owen Rogers Supply. I think Star Cadet might be a subsidiary of Old Rogers Supply. Not I'm not sure. sure, but we've done some videos for that mm-hmm. that group of people too because we were just so dang interested in these guys that we pursued them like hyenas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like lions. And Olin has 
he's gone. I mean, he's just, I almost said flown off the handle, which is half true, but he's like a freight train. He's just gone. That's not even, that term doesn't even make sense. Freight train? Yeah. That's just a train with luggage, with cargo. (laughs) He's going down a track. He's soared. He's like a, he's like a big ice breaking ship in, in Antarctica just crushing through the icebergs. Yeah. Doing his own thing. Yeah. And I mean, he's, he's still on the up and up, but he, he has his own original series on TBS produced by Conan mm-hmm. O'Brien. Yep. Called um, Final Space. Final Space. And it's hilarious. Season it's two funny. is just about finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, I think yeah, it another come up, season I think next year. Yeah, I think another season in the works. He has another series called The Lion's Blaze that he really wants to do, mm-hmm. um, which is another. These are all cartoons. He's like in yeah, animation because he does all the voices for these things, which well, is exactly yeah. what the Brothers Chapped did mm-hmm. with Homestar Runner. That's right. Ah, and well, it's they just also all come around. He um, after Balloon Shop, after Balloon Shop broke up, Olin kept on going on YouTube. He would tell stories and make skits and sketches, and you'd see Thomas would still show up in a few of them. So it still yeah, kind of felt still like it still felt like it still felt like Balloon Shop in a way. It did. It's like balloon. It's like all the best stuff of Balloon Shop just kind right. of carried along with right. Olin. So so then Olin was also making these like other little series on there and one of them was new prime we really ate that one up oh man yeah <laughs> but he uh he made one gary space and i think that's kind of where final space comes from have you mm-hmm. seen gary space uh yeah yeah it's so it's you should go check it out because if you've seen final space it'll be kind of like a origin story so it's the voice of like half the characters uh-huh yep and then including just, the main character you got some production value behind him you know and mm-hmm. then there was what was that star one the one the the other series he made, Stardust, no. I don't know. Blust, Blusto, Dusto, I don't remember. Anyway, point is that Olin Rogers constantly pursuing more and more of these creative pursuits, and it and, paid and off. He's, he's I mean, he just went now. balls to the walls. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's out in L.A. right now, um, but I think like his heart is still in Nashville. But he, mo- he moved across Tennessee, and I believe Thomas lives there now, too. Right. And yeah, I think, I mean, he, he really just went for what he wanted to do, which was telling good stories and making people laugh and connecting with people. And he's a very genuine person. Pop rocket. Oh yeah. He made pop rocket. Pop rocket. Pop rocket. I say stardust. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, movie (laughs) Isaac and I went to, I just want to tell the story because I'm so proud of it. (laughs) The lion's blaze is a series that Olin wants to make about these Kids. These guys and a girl to get sucked into a video game Tron style, but it's mm-hmm. like more, it's less of a eighties medieval. Yeah. It's more of like a medieval, uh, world of Warcraft meets Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And like, it's all comedy. It's comedic and a little, you know, slightly more adult humor. I feel like, which he, he never really did in balloon shop. And his good buddy, Thomas Gore is, a, was a voice of one of the characters in the pilot and this band, Shout out to Awake Awake. <laughs> um, they're awesome. Yeah. Did the theme song and like some of the soundtrack for this. Mm-hmm. And we went out to Nashville to do a music video for them that doubled as a semi pilot promotion for the Lions Blaze. So we went to this old arcade that has all these old awesome games in it. Thomas was there. So cool. Olin's wife, Rachel, was there. Thomas was, or uh, Olin was unable to get out. He was all the way in LA finishing up the season one of Final Space. 
and because this was a couple years ago now, maybe. And yeah, it was it was actually About my birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday. So it was a couple yeah. Augusts ago. It was just awesome. We shot we shot for uh, Awake Awake. We did the whole music video. It was just Isaac and I, and plus mm-hmm. this third guy that showed up, um, <laughs> helped us out. Um, oh, what's his name? David. Good job, David. <laughs> you did it. He was awesome. He had film know-how. He's a great guy. And he also knows the, the members of Awake Awake, which mm-hmm. is just two dudes. And Thomas was like the lead guy who was going around this arcade that he broke into and he mm. gets sucked into the lion's blaze cabinet everything about it was awesome but the best part was that i had my name somehow <laughs> and you helped with post-production on this too so really yep. both of us and isaac too and by extension big forest had yeah. our names attached to olin rogers somehow yeah and that really meeting thomas was like i don't think i've ever been more starstruck ever I've I met was so jealous, and I I, I work so in television. Jealous. I've met a lot of people. I've met John Hamm, right. you know, and I've met like John McEnroe and right. Richard Branson, and like all these names that are that people would recognize. I've met them in person, and I was like, eh, no offense to any of them, but I was like, you know, I'm working, whatever. Mm-hmm. This one was like pure, just a pleasure project. We had a budget to make it, and we're like, we're using 100 percent of this budget just to make it because. I just have so much respect for Olin right. and for Thomas. And I know that Thomas works for Olin Rogers supply or whatever it's called now somehow. And like Olin, he, he just has these friends he surrounds himself with that he keeps creating along the way. Like Jake Sidwell, who's like mm-hmm. his best friend, you know? Right. And got to work with Thomas, got to meet him. He was every bit as weird what and was, amazing. What was that? Uh, <laughs> I love this. What did you say to him about when oh you had, when you asked him, <sighs> anyone ever call you? In my infinite nerdism <laughs> and lover of balloon shop, and we talked, we favorite... talked about this too before we left. <laughs> yeah. We talked about we're like one of my sure favorite. This. One of my favorite balloon shop videos is when the blood comes home, <laughs> and it's a sketch where Joshua, who's the third member of balloon shop, and Olin were in a band called When the Blood Comes Home. <laughs> I'm laughing about it, just thinking about it. When the blood it. comes home, and they they meet with this guy named. Bob Trufant played by Thomas and it's like they're trying to get his they're trying to get him to sign on their record album basically (laughs) so So they pitch the music to him and it's this hilarious sketch you gotta look it up yeah and it's on YouTube of course go to balloon shop subscribe hit the bell balloon like a hot air (laughs) balloon shop like where you buy a granola bar one One word. word so I loved Thomas's personification of Bob Trufant from that video and what makes it so funny is that he says his name like five times in the video. Yeah, it's a thing. Like he just keeps reminding them, "My name is Bob Trufant." My name is Bob Trufant. It's so good. So while we're 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 in this arcade in Nashville, fast forward like a decade, I don't know, and we're <laughs> this is like one of my high school heroes in front of me, and yep. I'm directing this video. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Thomas was so easy to direct he and rachel olin's wife was talking to us after she was like yeah thomas is like he's like a machine as soon as he as soon as he knows the cameras are on and he has to do his thing he's it's like nothing he he will not break incredible like rarely he will and that was so true because this was a stupid video (laughs) i broke stupid awesome yeah many times you should look up the video by the way it's just called never game look up the lion's blaze never game over the name of the song is never game over Mm mm-hmm Never came over. And this is great, just over the top 80s style arcade game. And Thomas is in there and 
Yeah. It was a lot of fun to make. But There's even a little Olin cameo. There is. Olin just sent us some green screen footage of himself that we used. Keep your eyes peeled. You'll see him. So we're in this arcade. I'm sitting there leaning on the cabinet, and Isaac is rigging up a light (laughs) inside the cabinet to to make it look like the, the... the screen from the game is like shining up at Thomas super bright, like abnormally bright. Like he's going to get sucked into it. Like right. it's alive. We're fogging up the place like crazy with atmosphere. And I, I basically told Thomas like, okay, I need you to look like this and kind of like bite your lower lip. Like you're really like intense playing, you know, and then like start to look freaked out. Cause the game's sucking you in. And he's just like, okay, okay. Just hurt. He just listened like a hawk. That's not a thing. Like a Fox. He listened like a weasel and he was like, okay, I'll do it. Whatever. And he's, you know, he's like all business. So there's like a, there's like a moment of silence. And I thought to myself, like, this is my chance. I, I just, because the whole time I'm trying to hold it in <laughs> how yeah. excited I am. We, to, we talked about in his presence. I tried to play it cool. When I first met mm-hmm. him, he walked in, like Rachel went outside, which was already yeah. awesome to meet Rachel. Cause she's been in a couple of videos. Yeah. But also Olin talks about her, obviously. And I was like, you are the other half of Olin. So, like, therefore, like, you're amazing. And <laughs> By proximity. Yes. And then she went outside. She's like, oh, Thomas is here. And, like, I got, like, a chill from, like, the top of my head down to my toes. Like, Thomas is here? He pulled up? Thomas gone? He pulled up outside? <laughs> so she went out, you know, it's after hours at this mm-hmm. arcade. She went outside and brought him in, and he walked past me. And I, I just played it super cool because he wasn't looking at me like, oh, you must be Jordan Harms, the director of this video. He just walked in like, where do I put my stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, totally nonchalant. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. I think I just walked up and I was just, I said something just like, like, like we're old friends. I was like, oh, hey, Thomas, I'm cool. I'm not totally starstruck right now. I'm just all business. Good to meet wow. you. I'm, I'm Jordan. And he like kind of gave me a once over like, hey, kept walking. And I was like, he touched my hand. But anyway, that was, <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're at the, we're at the he arcade cabinet and I'm leaning there. It's a little moment of silence. Isaac rigging up. He's rigging up the light. Thomas is just thinking about what he has to do. And I was just like, so Thomas, he's just like <laughs> looking at me. I was like, does anyone still call you Bob Trufant? <laughs> <laughs> Isaac rolled his eyes so hard that I thought he was going to pass out. He was like, I, I embarrassed Isaac for sure. And then, cause Isaac knows their videos. He was being more professional than me the whole time. Um, and Thomas, dear sweet Thomas. Dear just, sweet Thomas. He just like paused for a second and he he smiled. I saw him smile. I know it was funny. <laughs> he thought I was funny. He thought I was cool. I'm a true fan. And he... <laughs> deep cut. That's a deep he cut. Just said, uh, he just looked back down at the screen and very calmly said, uh, that would be a rarity. <laughs> like no and that was it that was it no more no more discussion i, I kind of did like a oh and like walked away like okay we need to shoot <laughs> his name is bob trufant he is bob trufant That's anyway it was is. an awesome shoot you should check it out it was really cool and we've done some other work with Olin, and we can talk about that in a different episode yeah these balloon shop guys we love them and then it became Olin, and now he's working on stuff and we're still in contact with him and it's just amazing to me that literally through our interest in these flash videos and stuff mm-hmm. led to us uh, really through Isaac. Good job, Isaac. Thanks, man. Um, from Big Forest. Making a connection with Olin in Nashville, where, where Isaac's brother lives. 
through that little connection, Owen catching on to, to, you know, Isaac's great videographer skills and then wanting to do more with him. But then also Isaac kind of dipping into our stupid creative, like psyche and love of balloon shop and Owen's writing that led to him being like a, a, one of our in infrequent clients that we've, Mm -hmm. you know, Isaac's met him and had him in a music video. I've talked with him on the phone. That counts for something, I guess. But I met Thomas, and like He's I never could have him. thought that that would ever happen the way it did in like a professional manner. We used to dream school. of it. We're like, maybe someday we'll work with them. Maybe yeah. someday. And now it, I mean, it's we're taking steps toward that becoming more and more of a reality. Yeah, it's it is <sighs> it's so interesting. These creative influences have like, it's like there's this separation between us and these like great YouTubers and funny people. Mm-hmm. But like it's like that gap is like slowly closing and closing. Right. And not because we're getting better and better, but it's because we're just meeting more and more people. But also they, I give all the, so much credit to Olin and, and like even, you know, Tessa Violet and, and Anna Akana, Mm -hmm. these great YouTubers for becoming more and more willing to reach out to like Midwesterners and like reach out to, yeah, the little guy, which would mm-hmm. be us, you know? And yeah, it's so cool. I, yeah. It seemed like Tom, it seemed, like, <laughs> it was like this distance of us to the moon. It's like, well, we're never going to, yeah, that's never going to happen, there, but we can still enjoy it's it. It's never going <laughs> to happen, but Hey, look at, there it is. And I feel like it's just, it, you really touched on something there with the, the sheer star power that people from balloon shop, Olin and Thomas had and still have with us and how that it kind of, it's, it's bigger. Like if I were to meet, I'm a big Brian Cranston fan, mm-hmm. but Me too. I would, I would feel honored to meet him, but I would feel more humbled and starstruck if I met Olin. I'd be like, oh my gosh, here's this guy. Me and too. He, I, I don't, I'm sure they don't realize how much <laughs> we admire them. I'm, I know that they're, they've got to be aware, but they don't know. Even if they uh, were listening to this right now, they still don't know. They still don't know how... how deep appreciation that we have for them because they, they felt and it's going to sound kind of kind of creepy but they felt like friends they felt like people we knew and i think yes. that was the idea i think it's the idea behind most youtubers you want to make sure that your audience feels mm-hmm. like they know you that they yeah you're their buddy i gotta say it panned out i i haven't met olin in person mm-hmm. my sister has oddly enough because he went on tour that one time huh. doing like comedy oh yeah um oh, i missed that and i was we were doing something else we were busy Probably working. Uh, probably working. <laughs> probably doing media. I think we might have actually been doing a film somewhere. That sounds right. Um, yeah. But so far, my experience is 10 out of 10. Thomas was every bit of awesome in real life that he was in Balloon Shop. And he is honestly, and I mean this in the best way possible, what I expected. Wow. Well, they always say don't, meet your, too. They say don't meet your heroes because then, you know, obviously. It, oh, my gosh. It just made it better. I know that's that's crazy because it's it's all, like it's so I, often the opposite. Yeah, and the awake awake guys too. They were so fun to work with, and and I like their music too. It's got a uh-huh. retroy kind of like gamer gamer yeah. bit trip kind of yeah, sound to it. I had heard of them kind of a little bit, but I didn't know a ton about them. Right, but I didn't I, know very much at all. I met them and I was like, oh yeah, you guys, and now I'm a fan. I had a like even me. Cause I didn't go to Nashville, but I, um, I was doing all this, a lot of the sound editing and adding little things here and there, yep. tweaking this and that. And I was doing some Foley work and it was just so crazy that there's Thomas Gore's face and 
Olin Rogers and face. And my editing software. And my editing software. <laughs> and I, it was like, I was taken aback. I was actually in awe for a period of time because I was like, wow, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's really happening. Anyway, I guess we, we do need to move on. We've been yeah, on this I guess for a we should keep, keep going. <laughs> it's so hard to get off of off of balloon shop, the balloon shop kick. I know. We love but, you guys if you ever hear this. Yeah. Let's talk about... Um, love to do coffee. Let's talk about our influences from cartoons that have oh. definitely influenced us. Because so far we've got, we have our internet culture mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully just these, we're just rattling off stuff that hopefully people recognize. And they, hopefully. someday when they're thinking like, what the heck ever happened <laughs> to, like, how did Chris and Jordan become the way they are? Right. I was a network kid most of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because in contrast, you were, were a, I was a cable kid. Yeah. Well, what's I, the difference here? Well, I was technically I was both. It, technically, I was both too, but I right. identify as a cable kid. No, 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 and as a network kid. Network would be PBS. That's public broadcasting, and and Warner Brothers too. And Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. So all those those uh, immediately accessible channels. Arthur, Outs- yeah, Arthur between Animaniacs, Animaniacs, all that stuff. So, um, Zaboomafu. Zaboomafu. There you go. Full circle. <laughs> um, but uh, cable kids were, we watched the other channels, the extra channels like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney yep. Channel, so on and so forth. And I was both because I would watch, because in the morning there was Nick Jr., probably still a thing. And um, yeah, I, had, you know, I had younger I siblings. I watch no baby shows. But <laughs> <laughs> so then while those were on, I'm like, well, I'm going to watch me some. Uh, Arthur <laughs> and between oh, the okay. lions. And so you would switch over to us lowly network. Yep. People. And yeah. Once, once it came around <laughs> time, I'm like, Oh, Hey, now, now Nickelodeon's starting. So then I go over there and watch SpongeBob and angry beavers and Rugrats and fairly odd parents. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really allowed to watch cartoon network, but I still did. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My brother and I kind of, we'd sneak yeah. away and watch it. So Sorry, some mom, listeners might not this. Know. <laughs> Some people might not realize that this created kind of a divide for us kids during this time. It did. The early two thousands, probably mm-hmm. where it was like, there's the cable kids and there's the network kids. The network kids were like, I don't know, maybe a little bit more goody two shoey. Is that maybe. sound right? Or like maybe, or were we just more poor? <laughs> I think it's just more whatever. I don't even know the, the I don't nuances, know. There but more... there was like like my we would have cable sometimes because charter or whoever would like offer a deal or you know what's the other one? Centralink would be like, "Oh, we'll give you a bundle and you can have cable for like 2 months and then we'll start charging you." Well, mm-hmm. my parents were like, "Okay, fine." So my siblings and I would have we've gotten to the regular routine of asking my parents, "Do we have cable right now?" Because we didn't know when we had it and when we oh, didn't. Oh, okay. When we had it, that's all I watched. Because I was like, I am so behind on what Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network are doing these days. Yeah. My family really liked Cartoon Network. We watched like Dexter's Lab mm-hmm. and Powerpuff Girls and... Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. My brother and I loved Dragon Ball Z. And, you know, those kinds of shows that were only on Cartoon Network at the time. And it was like... We had to like get every single little bit of these cartoons in before we <laughs> lost cable again. Because then it was back to just like... Arthur and, <laughs> and like between the lions and all these like so, educational things and we're so homeschooled <laughs> so we're already getting educated all the time we didn't need yeah 
I didn't need my entertainment hour filling my head with useful book knowledge. Gosh, I love you, PBS. <laughs> I'm not your kids need you, but I wanted to watch mindless crap. I wanted to watch, yeah, Super Sans. So my dad, my dad and I had an arrangement. No, <laughs> <laughs> we, we had an arrangement. We had a deal. If he thought it was stupid or dumb or whatever, I couldn't watch it. He said, nope, not allowed. If he just personally didn't like it? If he said, I don't like that, I think it's stupid, then I couldn't watch it. Was there but, any like reason behind it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. This is bad for you, not my that, son? Or just, I don't, I don't know. He might, have had, he might have had reasons, but he didn't give them to me. <laughs> Classic, because I said so, yes. parentage. Uh-huh. And, uh, Welcome to the Midwest. Right. So what, um, what it, we would do, though, is if he said no, and then I said, okay, I got one shot with him. I'd say, okay, well, you have to watch this episode with me. And then he would pass a second judgment. It was like this this appeal system. So he would watch it. <laughs> and if he still, Yeah. And then if he still thought it was dumb, then I still couldn't watch it. But if, I, if it could make him laugh and he would think that it wasn't dumb, then I could watch it. And that happened with like... Okay. So I didn't grow up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers. Love that or, show. Love that or show. Or Dragon Ball Z. I didn't watch any of that. That one was the best. I didn't watch any of that. My dad said it was because dumb. Because he didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't watch Pokemon. I missed out on a big cultural phenomenon. And I totally missed it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that is true. I totally missed it. You and missed that along with Back to the Future. Yeah. So there, were, there was you like hallmarks depraved. that I totally just... Flew yeah. past. But um, I did convince him on Spongebob. Which I never liked. I love Spongebob. <laughs> Sponge- okay, hold on. Disclaimer. After season three, I think it is hot, flaming garbage. I think Spongebob isn't even chuckle-worthy after season three. It's a hot-button topic for me. You heard it here, folks. Not even chuckle-worthy. I, I just, I, I hate it. Wow. <laughs> wow, he hates it. It just burns me after that. I think the animation changed, the their pacing changed, everything changed. It did, I recognize that. Yeah, and the, the voice acting, although it was mostly still the same people, the direction changed so severely that it was just like, I don't know these people. I'm going to get mad, but I, just, I hate it. I hate <laughs> get it. mad. <laughs> I, I loved SpongeBob so much. I was such a fan. I had like... Spongebob freaking everything and then they changed it and they killed it after the movie anyway the movie was fine the first movie at least I swore off it after that it's like my dad (laughs) with the NFL now (laughs) but (laughs) anyway point is I love Spongebob (laughs) back in the day and Fairly Odd Parents I was able to convince him on that one as well oh it's such a good show so funny so clever that's a little bit I consider that to be a part of the resurgence era Oh, of animation? Kids yeah. programming animation? Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't just we for We have kids. an episode of this where we're going to talk about what the heck happened to cartoons these days. Yeah. But we're really going to go into Spongebob. That yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Fairly Odd Parents is part of like the second, it's like the second golden age. It's like the platinum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The platinum. So good. So funny. You would yeah. talk to your friends. Like we'd go to scout meetings and stuff. And yep. we'd talk about the latest episodes and how funny they were and all the different references that were in them. Like there was a lot of TV movies back then. I don't know if kids programs still do that, but there's a lot of TV movies. Yeah. And most of them were good. Yeah. Like Jimmy Neutron had a lot of TV Rugrats movies. movie. Yeah. Rugrats. Well, that one even, that one yeah. was cinematic. It went to theaters. Yep. That's but true. 
with like uh, fairly odd parents they yeah. they just the they wild just, thornberries just like that went to theaters too i think jimmy timmy power hour remember those yeah yeah where they'd mix jimmy neutron and and fairly odd oh parents. my gosh oh, crossovers so, by the way for those with hulu jimmy neutron the whole series is on hulu Get and it while it's hot all of doug and all of rugrats and all of Danny Rugrats Phantom. was my jam. That was Nickelodeon. So that good. Was, oh my gosh. Anyway, that's all I really Rugrats have to say on SpongeBob. I know. We'll, yeah, yeah. Those are SpongeBob. So, we need to do an SpongeBob. episode about crossovers. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so cartoons is a big part of us. Yep, big deal. And it was kind of this like aggregation, endless circle because we'd watch these things, be influenced by them, then make our own stuff with our own inside jokes, mm-hmm. which would influence us further yep. to find stuff that more catered to our inside jokes. It just yep. kept going. Um, and it just kept snowballing because then yeah. you'd have this piecemeal monster, Frankenstein's monster of, of mm-hmm. joking humor that eventually became our own unique style of humor because it was like, here's a little bit of Spongebob, here's a little bit of Homestar, here's a little yeah. bit of Balloon Shot, here's that, a little bit of... You touched on something just now. You touched it. Um, our own unique flavor and style of humor. That is something that I feel like has is almost an oxymoron. Because hmm. like we, Chris and Jordan, we have, and I'm, I'm, I. This might sound conceited. I'm not trying to sound that way. Um, let's like take a step back and look at us and what other people think mm-hmm. of like Chris and Jordan humor. Mm. Like, I can confidently say that that's a thing. Yeah, but there are people that find it funny and people that don't find it funny. Yeah, some people, <laughs> some people hate There's it. There's a big group of both. Yeah, especially the one that the people that don't find it funny. <laughs> Those people that think it's funny, I think, have an affinity to the things that have influenced our humor type. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They so also think Balloon ground. Shop is funny. Mm-hmm. If they don't think Balloon Shop is funny, they think Homestar Runner is funny. If they don't think Homestar Runner is funny, they think SpongeBob is funny. Uh, or they think there's like a Venn diagram. Yes, there's <laughs> crossovers everywhere. We have created our own circle, and this is just like basic psychology, probably or sociology, however you want to put it. So if you're some mimetic, you know, thing. If you're a freshman in college taking your psychology 101 class, you're going to be like, well, actually, but I'm going <laughs> to spew it off anyway. We've created our own circle. That even within that circle, you and I have overlaps mm-hmm. in areas where we don't overlap. Yeah, but the bigger circle encompassing. Circle Chris and Circle Jordan is like our own flavor of humor that has been sprinkled into from all these different sources that a lot of people have looked at also and enjoyed. But then there's things outside of that that they have watched and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like you and I have a lot of the same interests, but you never watched Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. Well, I can identify with people that love Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z, but these people over here that love Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z might also love SpongeBob. So, mm. like, you can relate with them like one yeah. third and I can relate with them two thirds in that Venn diagram. And like, huh. I mean, this is all like very obvious yeah. probably, but that is what I was hoping we would kind of get to with our, all these things that are getting put into us through cartoons and through internet and how we've been brought up. And it's just by happenstance that we watch these things. Right. Like I don't remember actively choosing really to watch Dragon Ball Z. My brother turned it on or my dad turned it on. I was like, <laughs> right. look, at this, look at this show. And it was all reruns. Because that's an old show. It's not stupid. (laughs) That's that's not even true. It is stupid. (laughs) I have an undeserved. It is stupid. Pokemon is stupid for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But I love them 
Both. <laughs> You're stupid, and I, I like you. So no, no, it's it's true. I'm not going to say I love you, but... I'm dumb. We talked on the phone a lot. Yes. Easily once a day. <laughs> like yeah, we, would, yeah. we would call each other, like, your phone number... I'd be on the phone with you until my house phone died once yeah. we went to wireless. Right, Exa- exactly. I had to go get a different phone. Yep. So we talked all the time, and we were just... It's just like, sure, we had all these other, like, influences that were kind of having their own effect on our, mm-hmm. our humor and our, our brand, so to speak. But then our const, near constant communication also contributed like, to that. You just know? fed off of it. Yeah, yeah. it was like creating this new thing. It's like... To where it's, it gets to the point where you will do something without saying a single word, without even making eye contact with me, and I'll hear it, <laughs> and it's just like a sound or something, yeah. and it will trigger... All these like Venn diagrams, like you mentioned, they're like right. my synapses will like fire, and I'll remember all the stuff, and I'll think it's just so dang hilarious. Right, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll have an, a, a, I'm at a crossroads here now. I could either laugh at it and acknowledge that it was funny, but then I run the risk of having to explain why I'm laughing, or I can ignore it and just enjoy the fact that I thought it was funny. Yeah. And you will still somehow know that I think it was funny. Right, it happens because you public said it all for me to hear. Yeah, it's like little signals we throw at each other, like an like an old married couple. Yeah, or like dog whistling each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I do laugh about it, then it's like, oh man, I just expose myself to laughing. And so yeah. Everyone's like, why? What'd you find that funny? And I'm and like, like oh. it's like, it's not funny. It's That's not, the thing. Don't I laughed me. at it because Chris did it because he knows that I knew I would hear the thing yeah. that he did, but it's not funny. It's not, it's, you know, just, like, it's objectively not funny. You're not yeah. going to laugh. If we tell you what I'm saying, and I not, wonder, and like, if we ever get to the point in this show where we have people like send us things, mm. like emails or whatever, yeah. send stuff to like Big Forest at Gmail. Right. I would love to hear some of the inside jokes and stuff that they've developed with their own brands that oh, they yeah. think is funny that no one else thinks is funny. And maybe we'll think some of that. Stuff we almost funny. had our own language. Like, is there anyone else out there that is there anyone else out there? <laughs> Are we alone? Is it just us? Where am I, man? <laughs> what year is it? Who's the president? Have we truly created a f- like four walls of Chris and Jordan humor that no one else <laughs> can access? Our wives get close. They get yeah. pretty close. No offense to either of our wives. I mean, especially you and Samantha, because you guys have been married longer. But for Samantha, now we've come to a point like you guys have un- your own kind of brand of, of like humor. We do, and it's in, it's influenced from our brand. It of totally humor. is because <laughs> I find it funny a lot of the time, yeah. and Julie will not find it funny. She'll sometimes. be like, "Wait, what?" She'll be like, "What are you? Guys, what are you three laughing about?" And I'm like, <laughs> "It's no offense." I'm like, "You'll get there. You'll, you're on your way. You're, you're on, on the right your, path. You're on the way." And by the time you get there, it will have changed again. To where yeah. now we have our own sort of thing. But I feel like it's like yeah, it's in the flux. inner like nuclear core is like your you and my own stupid like yeah. conglomeration of humor that we've created. Yeah. But like a good example of how our humor functions is one of our really close friends, Jacob Credo. He's also a, one of the co-founders and partners of Big Forest. And we've known him. He was part of the four. We'll explain that at some point, I'm yeah. sure. And he uh He's one of our oldest, closest friends. Right. And even him, like, we make him physically angry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's like, our brother. But, he's, yeah, but he's, he like, like, he's like family, but we still, sometimes he just, it's like our humor just grates on it. Sometimes yeah, we make him laugh. he will probably never listen to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and good for him. He doesn't need that kind of blood pressure spike. Yeah, we like, understand. Like, we don't, we don't, it's not offensive. We know, we know right. him. <laughs> and uh, we just know that this would probably irritate him yeah and it's almost because he recognizes when we're doing the thing when we're right. like making each other laugh about something he's like oh my gosh yeah 
They're doing it right or in plain like, sight. No one recognizes it except I do. It's like, I just want to hear a narration just from inside his mind. Oh, it would probably be very critical of us. <laughs> <laughs> but he would like, like if we, because we do, there is like common ground for his humor yeah, and sure. our humor. We make each other laugh. You know, it's great. Especially when we're playing video games, of course, it just comes out of the woodwork. You know, yeah. he's basically, you know, we're all very copacetic. Yeah. But when we're on the trail... Like hiking on oh the trail, gosh, yeah. we can really get under his skin, and we aren't even trying. Like we're just cracking yeah, each we other. Don't even try. Sometimes, we're not trying to make. Sometimes yeah, we do try. That's true. We have. We are guilty, but <laughs> we can't turn it off. Sometimes it just kind of yeah, it gets going. And uh, he he'll just walk ahead of us. Like he won't be bless his little heart. You know, <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Sorry, get, Kratos. He might. I don't know. He might snap at us, but he's more likely to. Just walk ahead. Just distance himself, <laughs> which is the best thing to do for That's most fine. people. And sometimes we catch on then and we're like, ooh, ooh, maybe we like, should oh, maybe we better right, we were doing back. the thing. I didn't think we were doing the thing. Ooh, we better we were to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. What I really want to get to is um, stuff that like influenced our entire generation that we were somehow untouched by. Right. So in my, my isolated example, that was Pokemon. Yeah, and Dragon Ball Z. Like, and everyone's Dragon, watched those. Like, Even everybody. I have watched SpongeBob. TMNT. I, yeah. I was removed. But this is, like, even outside of that. This is, but like... Outside of even entertainment, like... Popular trends. Popular and trends and stuff. Us homeschooled St. Charles-raised <laughs> people. St. Peter's. Saint, greater St. Louis area. Um, Hollister. Yeah. I yeah. never owned a single thing from Hollister. I never Me set neither. foot in Hollister until uh, I was in high school. Clothing brands in general. like I, I never bought anything American from Eagle. American Eagle. Yeah, Tommy Hilfiger. No. These brands that... Brands. They were... <laughs> the closest we got was Aeropostale. Look at... Aeropostale. Yeah, but... Aeropostale. <laughs> Aeropostale. And we only got that because it was like coats on sale or something. Yes. You know, like our moms. Our moms. <laughs> the right. reason we got anything. Right. And or like a lot of hand-me-downs and stuff. Yeah, I never warned you that stuff. Yeah, very, I think my most brand rare. name thing was maybe... I think I had I think I had a Tony Hawk brand. Pair, I, I had some Tony... But I didn't... I You never, and I never, picked out a shirt because it's American Eagle. Because what... We yeah. never... Which we no offense like, people to do that because I yeah. understand brand recognition and yeah. that's really coming back right now yeah. with like it's a culture. Yeah, it's a culture like thing. Under Armour. And I mean, Nike The bigger even. the brand, the better. Nike is kind of a juggernaut. Massive. They've gone for yeah. a long time. Not, there you go. Nike. My my extended family in Colorado, you mm-hmm. know them, the Flint's, yeah. they wore Nike everything. And yeah. they were so cool. I People remember who thinking they were even, so cool. They my, won't even get anything besides yeah, Nike. My, you know, like kind of, my Aunt Katie and yeah. my late Uncle Stevie and my Aunt Annie. Mm-hmm. They were like awesome skater snowboarder people <laughs> and then like us harms would roll up in our like crappy little minivan and be like wearing i would be wearing hand-me-downs from i don't even know who like abe lincoln <laughs> hand-me-downs from like centuries ago um yeah yeah there, there we go brands is a good one that's a good one what about music like listen we listen to, to the weird cool, al <laughs> yeah weird al yankovic love that guy um movie soundtracks soundtracks video scores. game soundtracks yeah I never listened to formative man like Breaking Benjamin. No, Three Days Grace, rap, Eminem. Uh, we didn't listen to that. A lot of that's the influence from our parents, but mm-hmm. you know, most pop music, despite the stereotype of being a Missourian, country music. Mm-hmm. I have never liked country music. Oh, I hated it, and I I'm still actually, don't like it. It's it's growing on me now, a little bit. Is that your wife's doing? 
No, no. Okay, let me let me just clear the air. All right, everybody. <laughs> I'm talking about like the more folksy, bluegrassy. Bluegrass music. is not country music. No, but there is some country music that shares common ground okay. with bluegrass. Yeah. And, I, and that one, I will give that the time of day. I will listen okay, to that. Okay, fine. Nickel Creek. You yeah, like but they're Creek? really bluegrass. They are, but they have some countryish. Sound okay, songs. then yeah, like Alan Jackson. I kind I of uh, he's growing on me. Alan Jackson is growing on me. Long hard road or whatever. I don't it's just feeling really judged. My country <laughs> truck and my dog are dead. I need Wait, to go what are we, what are back we to the shed. Oh, John Denver. I do jeans, like John Denver. Pair of jeans that fit just right. Ready to go home. <laughs> 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 Country, never got into rap, yep. pop, yeah. Backstreet Boys, uh, uh, heavy metal. Heavy metal. We never were no. into that. These like these bands that people would wear, like wear clothes yeah. from them. Oh yeah, which made them cool. Of course. And I'm not saying that like, oh, you were really cool. Like I thought they were cool. Well, yeah. And I would just be wearing like, look at my uh, blue t-shirt with orange <laughs> squigglies on it you like my blue my loud blue lands in coat loud <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> like the sound because it's like nylon yeah, yeah like, you have to hold you have to hold like deathly yeah. still if you want to speak or hear anyone <laughs> yes um anyway what are the kind of sports sports we were we never really played in any organized I played little league for a little bit in high school though no little middle league. school even no. No organized sports. Yeah. We, yeah, we just, you just, you did Little League. I did some that, Little League. Not like, ident- again, my extended family. Mm-hmm. Soccer. Yep. Baseball. Even, mm-hmm. like, tennis. Football. My yeah. dad played football in college. Hmm. No, 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 in high school. I was like, whoa, what college? I never, <laughs> I never did. My dad, bless his heart, gave up pretty early on with all of his kids and realizing that none of us were going to be sports kids. Yeah. And he... He actually is a very talented and skilled artist, and he like yeah. has a he has an artistic mind. But he mm-hmm. also played a lot of sports. And he his his family, my grandfather mm-hmm. and his my uncle and my aunt, like maybe not my aunt, <laughs> <laughs> um, they all were into sports mm-hmm. and like football. And my grandpa still watches any sport that's on. He'd rather watch that. My dad was the same way because that's how he was raised. But I remember like a pivotal moment. Mm. Then I was like, I don't want to play baseball anymore. I want to pursue like getting my Eagle Scout. Yeah. Which is like the nerdiest thing. Wow. My dad could have been what like, a you're call. a failure. Could have been like, you <laughs> you stupid, non-athletic. <laughs> my own son. My own son. I remember, and <laughs> if you ever listens to this, he probably doesn't remember this and he might be mad, but we would, we went to this little like, like a sports retail shop where they have like baseball cards and stuff. Oh, yeah. And we walked in the door, you know, I was like, ling, ling, ling. And we walked in and I'm like. 10 or 11 and the guy behind this the counter you know after i'm walking i think we were looking for a baseball helmet for me for little league which i was already kind of not wanting to do <laughs> and we walked in and i and i didn't it's not like he was forcing me to do this i just didn't tell him i didn't want to do it because uh, i, I want to impress my dad but i also love my friends on the team and we right. went in and we walk we're walking around and i'm like shorter than all the shelves and stuff and the guy's like hey if you need anything let me know and, then, and my dad's like okay sure and then he walks over he's like hey that hey man like what, what sport do you play? I'm like base baseball. And he's like <laughs> he's like oh yeah we got a we got a big you you know we got a big sports fan here and I was like forming an answer in my mind of like yeah I, I play it I don't know my dad answers for me and he goes oh yeah big time 
right to the guy who works there. And oh no. I realized that put like a little seed in my mind. It was like, I may have led him on. <laughs> <laughs> this has stuck with me all these years. What have I done? And uh <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> He goes, oh yeah, big time. It's like slapped me on the back, like, and I'm like, Ugh, you know, and and that, I mean, <laughs> I've always been, I've always loved like athleticism and being outside and backpacking and frisbee and stuff that we did, mm-hmm. you know. But I didn't like organized sports. Nah. I still don't care for them, but I have respect for it. Mm-hmm. Just like I would, ex- I would hope that an organized sports player would have respect for f- film and, and movies. Like it's, yeah, it, you know. Of course. To each his own. But there's like an admiration. I just remember there. thinking right there, I'm like, oh no. Like <laughs> like, oh, he thinks I'm a big sports. And and instead of being like, actually no, Dad, after the guy walked away, I was like, I just kinda of puffed up my chest, like, I am a, yes, father. I am <laughs> I into am baseball. sports. I am baseball. And uh, so then I was looking around and I was I kinda of carried myself like not myself walking around, which if you ever see me do that, it's not fun to watch. You've no. probably seen it once yeah. or twice. I try yeah. not to do it. And like, I was walking around like, ooh, this is a good brand. <laughs> was it Nike or what? I don't know. <laughs> this I was just faking it because I knew my dad didn't know either. And I was like, uh, this is a good helmet, but it doesn't have the aerodynamics oh my and the like, foam that I need that coach told me that I really need. Coach? For my career that mm. I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I knew career. you and we were like already doing. Yeah. I was already, well, this is like the blossoming of our friendship and I was doing stop action videos very and stuff beginning. and I was like I don't want to do baseball do you remember that Ooh. did your dad ever your dad was super he figured out football. pretty quick he figured you out you probably pretty... wore it on your sleeve like right away like yeah. I'm a nerd I'm like I don't want to but I don't like sports well my dad knew because when I played when for the short period that I played little league I was always put in the outfield or shortstop Shortstop was a mercy. Really? That was a mercy. That was a mercy place for me. I would have been scared to death if I had to play short. I played second yeah. base for. I wasn't one good summer. at it. I was useless I at shortstop. I was so but bad at the bat. I was too. normally in right field or left field. I was in left field, but I'd be out there and I'd just be playing in the dirt and I'd be zoning <laughs> out. My dad would yell at me from the dugout because I was just being totally, <laughs> I totally disconnected. Chris, like, what are you up? doing, Chris? Get Chris, quit playing with the grass. Quit playing in the dirt. <laughs> Just let me be me. <laughs> yeah, I knew so, how to put on a show at least. I couldn't. I, I couldn't hide it. I was just well, terrible. Well, that's more power to I also hated. Like, hated the ball. I didn't want to get hit, but I had been hit by the ball. Oh my gosh! You remember my my nickname? No. on my team was Shiner. Oh yeah. Because I got a black eye that I couldn't even open my left eye. Ooh, still hurts. Typical. If I touch my cheekbone. Really? Did you yeah. chip your te- cheek? Your te- I, te- it te- fractured te- it, and the doctor was like, well, I don't know what to do with for a fracture in your skull. Like, wrap <laughs> your head up. It's it's going to be there until... Just, just don't get hit there again. Yeah, just go easy on it. Don't sleep Which, on your face. I've never gone easy on my body no. for anything. You would think I was in organized sports just I, by watching how yeah. I carry myself, but I, I think, never liked it. I think I disappointed my dad to some amount i don't think it was very much because jacob my older brother yeah sorry man but uh i think my brother was much more into sports so he carried on the torch and i think my dad was able to yeah jacob was it yeah he did invest in that he was much better i was i was just uncoordinated i just wasn't good Mm -hmm. at sports and he accepted it pretty quick though he he didn't like hold it against me he didn't try to guilt me i think i I just think he wished i would have done it more i do want the disclaimer that like my dad that day that i remember like that was the beginning of me telling my dad and breaking the news to him Mm -hmm. on the phone even like at a baseball press it's like hey i don't think i want to do baseball anymore yeah and my dad could have been like 
but I thought you loved baseball. He figured it out. <laughs> he figured it out that I was more interested in scouts and art and like, right. you know, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. he, he was like, give it a day, think about what you want most and then do that one and I'll support you. And like, right. And I ended up being like, I think I'm going to go with, I'm, I got emotional. I was 12 years old, something like oh, that. Oh man. And I was like, this is a hard choice. And I picked not doing baseball anymore and even my coach was supportive and like mm-hmm. I make this sound like oh, it was a big dramatic thing and me and my dad had this falling out <laughs> I mean I don't want anyone to jump to that conclusion we got in a fist fight <laughs> yeah but like he was fully supportive and when I left it was a, a big decision but he mm-hmm. was like he still remembers that I'm sure he probably doesn't remember the baseball shop thing but he remembers that probably yeah I um my dad my dad well my parents were very big on commitment and I think your parents are probably very similar. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, you gotta you gotta stick out your commitments, okay? You signed on yeah, for one. you signed on for this season of baseball. Mm-hmm. You're gonna finish this season. If you don't wanna do next season, that's fine. But you're gonna finish this season because you committed to it. So I was like, That that's fair. <laughs> so whenever I broke the news, my dad was like, oh, I don't think I wanna do baseball next year. He was supportive. He was like, of course, very much like, are you sure you want to think about this? So I did have to think about it when it came time to renew. He was supportive of me not doing it and not just not doing baseball, but also pursuing more artistic endeavors. Like he was yeah, very supportive, very affirmative. So I got to give him and my mom credit. You know, they, they were all very uh, encouraging. It's easy when Shout you hear. Shout out to Dan and Nikki Larry. Yeah. Good job, guys. Thanks. It's easy to think, you know. Uh, Could the, you have made him a little less annoying? Yeah. That. Uh, no one's perfect (laughs) but it's it's you hear that stereotype all the time of parents that are kind of um, like disappointed in their kids when they pursue the arts sports let's be honest sports is the thing that everyone for some reason like universities will give full rides to athletes but not to us starving artists and whatever those reasons may be we'll talk about that on a later episode that's another yeah but that's more my peeve against industry not against individuals who like sports like whatever but yeah this all like to close the loop on this sports was never a thing that influenced us Mm -hmm. to the point where we dropped out of it entirely as kids and then became more obsessed with movies and video games and and storytelling right and one of the biggest influences that you ever will have whether you like it or not is your parents and they could have chosen to not support us but they did support us yeah they could have just like very just like lit a fire to the already burning inferno of wanting to do artistic stuff right it was very if we didn't have that i don't i'm not i'm honestly not sure if we would Mm -hmm. be doing even this you know i don't i don't think we would have even gotten film degrees probably our parents hadn't shown us that support early on and we could have like been all defiant and moved forward anyway but but imagine if we didn't watch all these cartoons you're talking about early on and we Mm -hmm. watched sports and we're really into who you know who's getting traded where which athlete has the highest whatever right like and that just just goes to show how i don't i'm not a sports person right there but But I, I knew that my, my, you know, even my cousins were always like, they knew who the who's team, who and who's who. Yeah. Who's and I was traded like, where? I don't know. But they, they didn't know cartoons right. as well as I did. Yeah. So like, you know, at all, it's, it's just all leads to, leads to one thing right. to another. And very, very effective. Yeah. Well, we also, we were very active also. Like we played a lot of ultimate Frisbee, still try to when yeah, we Yeah. Our parents kept us. Yeah. I was on the summer swim league. We didn't get league. too fat. Yeah. We were in shape. We were skinny, actually. <laughs> but we were also active. Like, we were still yes. out hiking and running around. And we had friends around. and we had... My parents... Yeah, but sports well, that just kind of went out. I'll tell you what, that was a trade-off. My parents said I had to be on the summer swim league. Oh, my god! I was on the swim team. swim team. Yeah. So that was... I was like, okay, That's I'm not right. going to do baseball, but I'm going to swim. What did I do? 
Maybe I just sat at home play video games. <laughs> Waited for you, you to get hiked. done with your stupid swim team. Yeah. Really good for no, me. I kind of liked that swim team. I kind of yes. secretly wish I was on it, maybe. Oh, man. The truth comes out. It's happening. That was fun. Like, celebrities <laughs> is another sports. one. We didn't know a lot of celebrity names. Like, we knew celebrity names in terms of, like, who played who. But even then, I wasn't that interested. It, it made you cool if you knew who Britney Spears' latest boyfriend was. That kind of stuff. That oh, yeah. The culture, the culture cared stuff. about. Right. And once again, you know who you are. Like, yeah. whatever. If you're into that stuff, that's trivial stuff that you want to know. I get it. Chris right. understands the high from trivia. It's yeah. his thing. I just pay attention in order to You just played trivia last night, didn't tri- you? I did. And, and I heard I... a rumor that you didn't even place. We're going to have to talk about that <laughs> later. We didn't place, but Remember we... Remember your training next our time. Our first... I know. It was, uh, it was terrible. But I came... Hey, I came in handy during pop culture stuff, like movie stuff <laughs> and music. Was there any Back to the Future questions? There actually was. Did you get them? No. My uh, dad got it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, he and my... My uncle, they both, they both clicked. They're like, oh, that's back to the future. Ah, oh. so yeah, so off your Sorry. game. Yeah. What are three things, the three biggest things that you missed out on in your childhood, just by proximity, that you secretly wish you were a part of? Okay. That nowadays, maybe would have influenced you better okay. or added to your knowledge of being okay. more social with less weird people. Three. Um, yeah, I would say. Baseball and sports culture, just being That's a able, general. Wow, it's a big one. <laughs> like I just wish, because now it's it's still a cultural thing where you get together, turn on the the game, watch it, and comment on it. I watch uh, yeah, it and I feel like true. Like if this was a movie, I could give you all kinds of commentary. But now mm. it's a sports movie, or it's not even the movie. It's a it's a it's a game. Yeah, and I'm really the. You feel the, like you have nothing to contribute. Yeah, the St. Louis Blues, the hockey team. I'm really starting to gravitate toward that now. Okay. But even if I go to a Cardinal game, and I'm sorry, I go there for the experience. Like, I don't... Yeah. If they get a, if they get on base, I can kind of passively enjoy it, but I don't really enjoy it. And I wish I would have just kind of shh, 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 shh. understood it more. You love the Cardinals. I do. I root for... <laughs> I'm not a Fairweather fan. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that's one. Sports culture. Sports okay. culture. I wish I would have just got a little more yeah, into it. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, I'm going to say Pokemon. I think Pokemon and, like, I'm going to lump those shows. I know you're going to say Pokemon. <laughs> all those shows together. TMNT, Power Rangers, and Pokemon. I'm just going to put those, even wow. Dragon Ball Z. I wish I would have been able to give them a better chance. Yeah. Well, you have your parents. Your dad's I don't like it rule to blame for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I could have. I could have still... <laughs> I think you would have liked it. I could have circumvented were, a little. Because, I mean, yeah, I think kid. you would have liked it. I probably would have. And that, now there's all this like nostalgia being capitalized now with all these remakes yeah, and stuff. That's so. why I like it now. Yeah. It's like, well, it's yeah, like Dragon Ball Z is stupid. Mm hmm. But I like the humor. I like the, the people making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have a right to make fun of it. No, I don't. You, you I'm just, it. I'm like by proxy. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll kick this guy while he's down. Third, hey, third thing. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to beat this dude up. Um, hmm. Third thing that I wish I would have been a part of growing up. That passed you up. Passed that everyone else up. seemed to be. Why don't you say your three and I'll think about it. Um, My three. Okay. One of them um, I think would. Oddly enough, I would say football. Really? In like general. play football or? Maybe. Hmm. But just, un- like, I understand for the most part the rules of football. Mm-hmm. 
but maybe not a hundred percent. I still don't get all the rules. Someone will get. Yeah, I I feel like there's more and more being added every day, but we can talk about that another time. But I I think <sighs> the culture that surrounds I, as you know, I work in television and I do a lot of like I don't conduct the interviews, but I mm-hmm. shoot and I edit and I help I help create a like sport interview mm-hmm. interviews with sports celebrities and like right just this past trip I I was on. To, well, two trips ago, I went to New Orleans and we were talking with um, like Drew Brees from the Saints, mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints. And like right. we were talking with Sean Payton, who's the head coach. And we got to go down onto the field in the, the Superdome mm. and like all this stuff. My coworkers were going crazy about this kind of access. I was like about as elated as I would be getting free soup. At a cafe or something, which is awesome when that happens. But that is awesome. I just didn't get the impact of it, and I didn't mm-hmm. care about the players. I don't care about it's lost on you. It's lost on me. So football's one because I feel like that's you a probably huge had thing. like respect for the I did, sheer I situation. I did, of it, but you just I got more fun watching how my coworkers are going crazy and loving it. Mm-hmm. Like okay, Patrick. Hopefully, we can get him on here one of these days. P. Shafe. Yeah, Patrick Schaefer. He he was like. A kid in a candy store and I was like oh, okay he, he was just rattling off all the names of these people because he knew who they were he could see mm-hmm. their jerseys and they're practicing we're down there before the game even starts on the sidelines mm-hmm. he was like that's so and so he's like the best running back in the league oh that's so and so he's got a you know he's got a mean arm you know <laughs> saying all this stuff <laughs> I'm like alright if you say so <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you say um, another one would be we were talking about brands earlier mm-hmm. maybe like being associated with cool brand names hmm. that I never was because I never wore any of them uh-huh. and I put these names on this list that we've talked about today just because I know that they're big ones but I couldn't tell you what they're known for mm-hmm. and I feel like I kind of missed out on, on a, a little bit, bit of, of culture there. And my style now even is like non-existent hmm. I feel like <laughs> I just kind of wear pop culture like I'm wearing sweatpants right now with yeah. like tall socks and yeah a shirt. I tell me from, about it, man. From a I, show, I wear flannel a lot. Flannel's cool. <laughs> I, I, don't. I guess my third. Okay, well, you think for your third, is it is it a cop out to say Back to the Future? Just Back to the Future. No, I was going to say pick one like monumental movies that came out. Like I didn't. I'd say that's too I broad. Maybe because I didn't see like for example, I'll just lump them together like I did the other shows. I didn't see The Matrix until way after it came out. Yeah. And it blew my mind. And it was so dumb. It was like... It was so You're all about it. I didn't watch Harry Potter. Oh, there's one. I didn't read Harry Potter or watch Harry Potter until much later. Yeah, like a few wasn't years allowed, ago. Wasn't allowed to, mom and dad. No disrespect. You know, you had your reasons. I disagree with them. I love you. Nothing wrong with Harry Potter. But <laughs> I really wish I would have... Dagnabbit. I really wish I would have been a part of that culture right, growing up. This one's up. getting into you. Yeah, I this one. That. This is <laughs> That's this one like right SpongeBob over there, man. Oof, man, I really uncovered something. But um, some deep. Now I'm a part of it. <clears throat> the whole culture of yeah. it. Yeah. But I'd say like Harry Potter, I would lump that in with mm-hmm. the Matrix and with Back to the Future. Oh. Even Indiana Jones. Like I didn't see Indiana Jones oh, till later. Yeah. What the heck. And it's like all these cultural references and icons that just kept this yeah. flying over my head. It's just oh. Yep. I've got one. Ooh. This one is a like is it directly related to you. No. Yeah, Harry Potter. What is it? <laughs> no, uh, 
What good is it? I moved around a lot as a kid from apartment to apartment to apartment. Oh. You grew up in the house that you were like born in. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were born in the hospital, but whatever. Right. (laughs) Right. Is it weird that I know that? You grew up in a (laughs) cul-de-sac. Off a cul- right off a cul-de-sac. Yeah, like right. just down the mm-hmm. street from a cul-de-sac and had like neighborhood friends and mm-hmm. you understood like the neighborhood like street hockey time. Yeah. And neighborhood oh, yeah. kids go over and get a cup of sugar from the Boaz's, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like Oh yeah. I never had that at all. I made friends everywhere uh. I went, but I would just have to say goodbye to them. I made friends in Springfield. Huh. Uh Missouri. I made yeah. friends in Moline. Moline, Missouri. Moline, Illinois. Springfield, Illinois. You live in? Oh, that's weird. So two Springfields um, and two Malines. Yeah. How? I don't really remember much from Springfield, Illinois. How? Uh, South County, you know, all these places I made friends with that I, like, all these, mm-hmm. I can still name, like, Michael, Keith, Leonard, Nick, all these all these guys right. that I was great friends with. Roots. And I'd be like, okay, well, my family's moving. I'll never see you again because I mm. don't have a telephone because mm. I'm six. Yeah. Goodbye. You know, and I finally yep. moved into our actual house where we are now, where my parents live now in St. Peter's. And I had one neighborhood friend, like one neighborhood family that my family was friends with. Like now where they live now? Where you they were still there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'm not really friends with them anymore. You know, I'm like uh, Jacob mm-hmm. and Amanda yeah. and Holly Ann. Right, right, right. The Deshues. Mm-hmm. We've shot a couple of their weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I keep up with them. I like them. And like, I, you know, if Jacob were to walk up to me right now, like, hey, let's hang out. I'd be like, absolutely. But mm-hmm. I don't keep up with them anymore because we just grew apart. And that was that one family. You mm-hmm. know, like, you have like three or four or five families of friends from your neighborhood that Five-ish, you might not be in contact six. with now. But growing up, you had that like community thing. Absolutely. Like. The community thing was nice, but it was also a almost in itself like a pop culture thing because yeah. like shows like or movies like The Mighty Ducks or like Sandlot. Oh, I, I missed out on Mighty Ducks too. Oh, okay, Sandlot. Yeah. All right, so they're all <laughs> friends and they all live close together, or or like yeah, uh, Stranger Things kind of yeah. does it now. Yeah. Like uh-huh. they're kind of harkening back to that. Like I'm gonna ride my bike over to so and so's house. Right. I never had that. Mm-hmm. I had to Go drive down or get a ride somewhere to oh. wherever my friends lived in O'Fallon or St. Peter's or St. Charles or St. Louis. You know, my scout friends that I only saw once a week. Uh, so that would be one. The cult, the cul-de-sac culture dynamic. <laughs> yeah, That'd that's a good, good one. That, is, that and SpongeBob. That I me, do wish I kind of liked SpongeBob. Uh, but I personally decided that I didn't like it. It wasn't my dad. Was it your mom? No, it was me. It was. I watched it and I was like, I don't I, like this. Probably because I like Dragon Ball Z. Let's just try it. Let's just watch a whole season and then tell me what you think. I have. There are funny parts. Whoa, you mean like the whole season? Or? There are funny parts. Funny parts being Some seasons of it is one just through three. boring, though. No, no. We're I don't want to do this. We're going to get in a fight. We're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to have to be something else. It's going to get heated. Uh, <laughs> that was a good right, answer, so, man. That was so also there, sad. A, yeah, I know. Kinda, I'm no, over it. Bit of a sad note. There's a bunch of bunch of stuff been fed into us. That's kind of a little bit of the little bit of the look into the, our creative influences. Peek behind the curtain. Yeah. We're going to have more of that for sure. Yeah. And also hopefully more just talking about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we can talk about ourselves all day. This is more like a context setup. And it'd be great to hear from people with their mm-hmm. references. Especially if someday. you're the, the brothers chaps or balloon shop, please reach out to us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I just like, want to, sh- I want to shake your hands. I want to tell you how much you mean with me and my wife. We'll make your bed in the basement. We'll make your food. I mean, we'll keep the door locked. You can't come upstairs whenever you want, but... You can come outside sometimes. Yeah. And you can be... You can live with me. I would also love to hear from anybody. I'm sure, you know, anybody out there, any comments are welcomed and appreciated, so... Thank you so much for listening again. Especially if you made it this far. 
Yeah. Good job. Anywhere that there's a podcast, you know, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, look us up, subscribe, leave a rating if you want, a comment if you want. We'd appreciate that. We'll see you later. We need to fight about SpongeBob now. Yeah, we're going to have like a drag out <laughs> fist fight. <clears throat> okay, well, thanks for listening. Adios. Goodbye. Name one boring episode. What is the show about? Yo, it's about a sponge. <laughs> Name Bob. They don't. It's a little boring. <laughs>